my brokenness I've got true love instead of pain There's freedom though you captured me I've got joy instead of mourning There's beauty in my brokenness I've got true love instead of pain There's freedom though you captured me I've got joy instead of mourning You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, you give me joy, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, there's beauty in my brokenness, I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom though you've captured me I've got joy instead of mourning You give me joy Down deep in my soul Down deep in my soul Down deep in my soul You give me joy Down deep in my soul Down deep in my soul down deep in my soul I've never been so free Caught in your love for me Never been more secure Knowing your heart, Lord Never been so free Caught in your love for me Never been more secure Knowing your heart Well, I just wanted to Get that out of my system. Give God some praise and glory for what he has done for me. You're listening to SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Today is February 1st, 2022, and I still have joy. I hope you have some joy, too, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Thursdays we're working our way through the book of Acts. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace, for your mercy on today. Lord God, for blessing us to, Lord Jesus, to have a voice in reasonable portion of the health, Lord God, and activity of our limbs, Lord Jesus, and to proclaim your word this evening, Lord God, and you've blessed us to meditate on your word throughout this day and to think about your goodness and grace in spite of what we have dealt with. Lord, and you know the situations of each individual. Everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, you know what they may have dealt with, how their day have gone. You know if they had a bad hair day, 
the Lord God, if they stomp their toe, hit their funny bone, or Lord, you know and understand all things, Lord. And, and so we pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, with rest, peace of mind as they keep their hearts stayed upon you. Lord God, we thank you and we honor you, Lord God, for your kindness on this day. Lord Jesus, we just want to bless you and to that your will be done in our lives, Lord God, uh, and, and nothing less. Lord, but we want to hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord Jesus, we want to honor you, Lord God, and by the way we live and not just by the words that we use. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, as we meditate on your word, as we keep it stirred in our hearts. Lord God, that you would just bless us, Lord God, to that, that, you, that your will is done in our lives, Lord God, on the job, in the school, Lord, in the home, in relationships, Lord God. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you have had a blessed day. And if you had a, a trying day, you know that the joy of the Lord, just know the joy of the Lord is your strength. And something, the difference between joy is joy is something that's down on the inside, you know, and it gives you the, the hope. It, it, the Bible said that, that for the joy that was set before him, so there was hope, there was something that he was looking at. Uh, that that caused him to endure and so that joy that's deep down on the inside causes us to endure and and the, whereas happiness is something that you know is, is it, it just it appears it's something that is um, transpired by external processes but you know when you get deep down to the core if you got some joy you're going to have some some tenacity the Bible said, and with many other words, did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untorn generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And that's what we're doing. We're continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in breaking of bread and prayers, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. I just want to remind you, if you have not done this, you know, we're, we're going into where the first day of the second month, pick a fast day, pick a day of the week that you're going to fast on. You're going to consecrate, invite your family, teach your children what it means to consecrate unto the Lord. And, you know, the Bible said, train up a child in the way they should go. You know, instill that in them now so that when they're older, they will, as long as the Lord God shall tarry, it will be in their spirit. The first Sunday, so this first Sunday coming up is Communion Sunday. And after morning worship, we will, Sunday school, and after Sunday school is outreach. This is a year of jubilee, meaning that, that we are thanking God and, and being joyful in what God has done and what he is going to do. Uh, we walk with expectations in the spirit of excellence. And so we're going to go, we're going to jump right into the book of Daniel here, the eighth chapter. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about blowing things off. We have a tendency to blow things off. Hold on just a moment.
All right. So we have a tendency to blow things off, which means to simply ignore or dismiss someone or something, you know, and we do the same thing. People have a tendency of doing the same thing in the church to the word of God. They'll blow things off, dismiss things because it's not the person speaking that they want to hear or from where it came from. But we should receive the word of God even from a child. And believe me, God will use a child to get his point across. To blow off or to blow this off means you have decided not to do something you're, you're, that you're expected to do. And then get offended. People get offended when you tell them about it. I, I, I remember telling someone that, uh, you know, people go to their jobs and they give their job at least a two-week notice when they decide they're going to move on to something else. But when it comes to uh, the free will of, of doing and trust in your job is a free will. It is a free will uh, employment service. And so they have the, the free will to let you go, just as like you have the free will to walk out the door. But usually you give them about a two-week notice. But in the church, people just quit. They just walk away. Don't give a notice or nothing. Just decide they're not going to show up. Or they give a, or might just tell you a one-day notice. I'm not, I'm not coming back. What does God think about that? Now, for those that would say, well, it's my choice. It is your choice. However, what does the word of God say? You know, we reap what we sow. Don't, don't, don't make, make no mistake about it. Everyone that is born reap what they sow. Everyone. It doesn't matter who they are. Everyone. Because it is the word of God. And so therefore it is going to fulfill just like everything else that is written in his word is going to fulfill. And so we blow things off, which is not something we can and should do. Now, now people blow off the word of God. Well, he didn't preach. A, he's not teaching. Uh, he hasn't taught in a while about being blessed, about me walking out the door. And seven days, I'm going to see a check in the mail and. You know, and I'm going to walk down the street and find some money. There's going to be some extra digits behind my bank account when I go to the bank to make a withdrawal, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Listen, the word of God is not to be dismissed or blown off. Now, we're in the book of Daniel. Daniel has taken us in, into some places that... Uh, and and we're yet journeying and we're in eighth chapter. We're going to start at the first verse here. And my prayer is that you, uh, that something, I'm always praying that something is said, you know, that is going to enhance you, that's going to stir up your heart, that's going to help you have a closer walk with the Lord. Certainly I, oh, I ask it at myself as most ministers do, um, at least I think they do is am I doing or have I done enough to get the point across that the word of God is not ignored, that it stir up your souls? Why? Because your soul needs to be saved. Your soul, every soul, 
needs to be fortified. It's like you drive your car and you go, you know, after a while, you're going to have to stop and put some gas in it. After a while, you're going to have to refill. Your body, your mind, your spirit require maintenance. And so the Bible said, you know, you hear this, this often said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so if you're just living off the, the land and there is no spiritual substance going into you, you're dying. And some are already dead. If you're not being refueled, you run out of gas and you're on the side of the road, you know, and that's what the Lord said, go into the highway and the hedges and, and invite those to come because there, there's some that's going to need to be told in. And so uh, that is ministers, deacons, evangelists, prophets, apostles, you know, whatever title that you that you have received. Uh, there is a responsibility with that that exceed that goes outside and away from the podium. And so in the book of Daniel. It gave you some time there to turn here. First chapter, eighth chapter in the first verse. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto me, Daniel. After that, which appeared unto me at the first. Now, Daniel's had several visions now. He's also interpreted the vision that others have had. This is a result of, of God blessing Daniel for him consecrating him unto him. Uh, the Bible tells us that, that uh, the Lord blessed Daniel with uh, dreams and visions, the interpretation of those things. Now, some of you have dreams and visions. I'm one that when, I, uh, when the Lord uh, saved me, I was blessed with dreams and visions and uh, other gifts that was confirmed by the pastor as a young man. And those things, have, uh, those gifts have shown up at times that I, uh, uh, let's just say unexpected times. I saw things that I didn't wanna see at times. And when I went to my pastor and told them about it, they said, that is the gift. You didn't have a choice in what you were about to see. It was the gift that was, that was revealing something to you and sure enough, it was so. So some of you are have dreams and visions just like Daniel. And so in, it is the third year of Belshazzar reign as king of Babylon. And Daniel has a dream which identifies a chain of events. Now, keep in mind, Daniel's visions are not limited to the present moment. Uh, Daniel also, just like John, when the book of Revelation on Sundays, and, and, and you saw, uh, and Daniel is touching on those things, and, uh, and John is elaborating on much of the things that Daniel saw. But uh, in this moment of Daniel, dream uh, is not limited to the present moment. Daniel's also having a, a panoramic view of things as well. He sees a series of events being made and being made aware of, of the past. Daniel has an understanding of what has occurred in the, in the past, and he has an understanding of what is occurring in that moment and future events. Now, understand, uh, understanding previous events, you need to understand previous events. I need to understand and certainly am seeking understanding, clarification for what we see uh, and have seen and what we have read about in history. 
where are you now? Is important, um, something very important that everybody sh should want to know. Where am I at right now? Where am I at in Bible prophecy? Uh, I'm, I'm not concerned with prophesying of, oh, that you're going, that I'm going to receive tangible, you know, and, and God is concerned about those things too. Don't get me wrong. And I do pray that, Lord, those that are seeking employment, that you find that employment, that you also be studious and do the things that you need to do uh, to obtain and maintain what God uh, opens the door for. Where are you now? Where are you right now? Right now, today, at this very moment, where are you spiritually? Where are you? You need to examine yourself. We all, it, it doesn't hurt to examine ourselves. You know, not just going to the doctor, as I said, I believe I just said a couple of days ago, gentlemen, go to the doctor and get that physical checkup that you uh, have been ignoring. It's important to know what, what is or is not wrong, so you know what to pray about. But you need to check yourself, women, uh, know to check their cells. They check their body for lumps and different things. And men should do the same thing. Check themselves. What, where am I? What can or what will lead? Uh, where, you know, my, somebody said, you don't know where I'm going because you don't know where I've been. Well, first off, that's, that's not true. That, that's not true. That, that was a, that was something they heard someone else say and they decided to repeat it, but they didn't have a good understanding of what they were, of what they were saying. Now, I don't have to know everything about you. God does. And God can tell me in an instance of what he needs me to, and to let you know what he wants you to know. And so therefore I don't have to have, or any minister of God does not have to have knowledge of your past events and where you are right now at this moment when God opens up that understanding. But you know where you've been and you know where you are right now and where it is leading you to. This is very important. Israel did not consider their actions or where it would lead them. They kept blowing things off. Mm -hmm. Israel kept blowing off their behavior. We want to be like other nations. We want this. We want that. I want it when I want it, how I want it, why I want it, and, and all of it. I want it, want it, want it. And they got it, got it, got it. And it led them into a certain place. There were their children that also followed the footsteps of the parents. And they wind up dealing with the consequences of their behavior. Why? Because they blew it off. Now, there is a quote. Uh, George Santana is, uh, says, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And so if you forget, if you blow things off, you're going to wind up repeating the same thing. If you, and it is in our natural lives, if you don't think about how your conduct on, on the job and how you lost that job, you know, you're going to repeat the same thing if you uh, find new employment. And uh, until it is corrected, same thing in relationship. Uh, you're going to repeat the same thing and then you're going to deal with the same issues until you change that behavior in order to change the outcome. It's an everything. Well, I go out and I buy a, 
buy a bicycle and I'm making payments on my bicycle. Well, if I have a history of, of not paying my bills on time, then I'm eventually going to wind up losing that bicycle. It's just like I lost the last bicycle. I didn't take care of things properly. We have to change the behavior, not blow it off. Well, you know, I have it, you know, excuses. Uh, we're not blowing stuff off with excuses. We're talking about walking in the spirit of excellence. The Bible said that, that there was a spirit of excellence that was found in Daniel because he consecrated and sought the Lord and all that he did. Daniel didn't spend his time playing games. Daniel spent his time being diligent. And now the Bible don't give us anything about his recreation. We know that he was prayerful. We know that he uh, was certainly was uh, dealing with the captivity in his own way. You know, and so here we are, uh, captive in certain areas, captive in certain environments, captive by certain things. But how are we dealing with that? Daniel said, and I saw in a vision and it came to pass when I saw that I was at Shushan in the palace, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision and I was by the river Uli. Now, he's in, cap he's in captivity in Babylon. But he sees himself in a place that is about 150 miles north of the Persian Gulf. He sees himself in a different location uh, where the prophet Nehemiah and Ezra also associated with the, this particular uplands of Siam. And so uh, Daniel sees himself in this different place. Have you ever had a dream or a vision where you have, you've laid down at night, gone to get some rest and you dream that you were in a different place? I've been in church services that I've never driven or flown to. I was in a church service and the minister was up ministering and I was standing in the back of the church uh, and, and, and praising God and, and listening to the sermon that was going on. And one of the brothers asked me, who was I and where was I from? And I told him my, my name and I'm from Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And, and we went on praising the Lord in the service until I woke up. But I know that that was not, that was not a dream of me being here in this. I was someplace in a different place. Have you ever been in a different place? You dream a dream and God is using you in that place. Now, I meant to share this on Sunday because on Saturday I had a dream and it, you know, Sunday message, we're talking about uh, co-signing uh, that uh, God has co-signed my life. You know, he co-signed your life. God has signed. Uh, he got your back. He got you. And so you're sealed. Those that are his are sealed. And so uh, you can say that I'm, God knows, the Bible said he knows them that are his. Let me put it that way. Now you can make the declaration all you want. I belong to God, but does God say the same thing? Yeah, he knows them that are his and he's going to seal them. And the thing about being sealed, it, oh my God, no, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go down there today, tonight. No, no, no. But, but there's something about the sealing 
uh, that you need to be aware of, that you need to, you know, you can't just walk around and say, I'm sealed. God has sealed my life, you know, because that comes with some assurance that comes with some, oh, that comes with obedience, yielding, humbling that comes with, you know, and I'm, I'm just outline. I'm just saying it from a high view. But I was in this dream and a Sunday I had bolded it out in red to make sure that I, I mentioned this. And at the end of service, I realized that I didn't get it out. So I was in a hospital. I was not the patient. And there was a couple there. This couple was up in age. A Caucasian couple. And his wife was told that she was going to, that her time was up. She was going to die. And she was not bedridden. She was not sick. Uh, where she couldn't get out of bed or anything. And, and in the conversation, she said, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die and stand before God who's going to judge my life and the way that I lived. And the when she made that statement, you can feel the sorrowfulness, the, the pain, not in her life, but the hurt in the life of in which her husband, who was encouraging her to yield herself. I was there. I was witnessing this. And I saw on one of the doors, we were going down a corridor and I could see the, the year that was posted on the door. I could see the days, the days were now numbering down. And before we got out of that corridor, she died. Her husband at that point went into the, another corridor, which was heavily illuminated and was very sorrowful. He was mourning and, and crying and you could feel the pain and passion of the loss at that moment. And a nurse came out and went to comfort him, but he was so grieved. That was not an ordinary dream. That was something that was happening for real. And so Daniel sees something occurring and he sees himself in a different place in this vision. And it could be a different, it could be locally, it could be in another country on a different continent. Wherever God needs you at for that moment, we are not limited as some might think. The Bible said that Deacon Philip, I believe it was Philip, uh, was out ministering and uh, he was out. He was traveling, excuse me. He was traveling and as he was traveling, um, I believe it was Candace, the, the queen, uh, her eunuch, her accountant was traveling and he was reading the book of Isaiah. And Deacon Philip felt led to draw close to him, to the caravan and he was hearing what he was reading. And he asked the question, do you understand what you're reading? And the, the gentleman said no. And he uh, invited him up onto the care and they began to talk about what he was reading the scripture, the book of Isaiah. And he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity, you know, and, and he asked him, he says, is he talking about himself? And Philip said, no, he, he began to explain to him that he was talking about Christ. And by the time they finished, he finished telling, witnessing to him, ministering to him, 
the caravan had stopped. They got out. He got baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And at that moment, Deacon Philip was caught up. There was no uh, Star Trek transporter beam or nothing like that. He was caught up. He didn't say beam me up, Scott. He was caught up. The spirit of and he was found in a different place. So we're not limited as we might think. We limit ourselves. But there's no limitation in what God is doing and what he is going to do. We want to talk about miracles. Well, those dreams where we find ourselves in other places are miracles. We've defied gravity, we've defied logic, and we have gone places. And when those things occur, you have to walk in the spirit of obedience because the spirit of the Lord, uh, the Lord will let you know when it's time to, to, to return home, when, when it's time for you to be back where you belong. Mm -hmm. You have to be obedient even in your sleep and what you think is sleep. If you're not obedient now, how are you going to be obedient in death? You have people that, you know, they say, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. They, they call themselves waiting to the last moment. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, my um, with bedside salvation, I'm going to say, say, Lord, forgive me. And after I done lived a hellish life and did all that I wanted to do and, and said what I wanted to say. And, and maybe I lived up by my own righteousness, which is, uh, the Bible said, our righteousness as filthy rags without Christ. And, and so you lived and did all that you want to do, how you want to do it. And then you're going to say, Lord, forgive me. Um, uh, and you're going to say whatever the seven Hail Marys or, we, or take the preacher's hand or repeat after them a sinner's prayer. You should have repented of your sins when you had an opportunity before this. The Bible said, he that believeth. And so there's action that should be taken. And it's not the first time that, that an individual that is leaving here, departing, has heard the word of God. They chose to do it their way. They blew it off. I'm here tonight saying don't blow it off. What you have seen after seeing it, did you blow it off or, or, or did you give it your attention? Daniel said, I, I lifted up my eyes and I saw and behold, there stood before the, ram, the river of Ram, which had two horns and the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other and the higher one uh, came up last. And so he gave it his attention. Now he's talking about the, the Ram, uh, not, not the playoffs, not the Super Bowl bound Rams, but we're talking about the Ram that Daniel saw. And this ram had two horns, uh, represented media and Persia empires. And uh, Persia and eventually the Persian empire would dominate. Now, remember, this has come up before uh, because uh, Daniel had his dream before where he saw uh, these horns and he saw that there. And so God is repeating, showing him again. You know, the Lord will continually show you things show you something so that so that you will he don't want us to forget what we hear uh, whatever church you're attending wherever you are members at you should be recalling you should be recalling and meditating on whatever the sermon was on sunday whatever the minister had ministered in the word of god uh, you you should have mm -hmm. now we we have it easier at cornerstone because we have not only live broadcast, but we also have archive of messages on two different podcasts um, and, you know, and, and through the social media where it is accessible and the Lord is blessing because there are 
a, a number of people that are listening and tuning in and hearing the word of God as a supplement to their day. Uh, you know, we all need supplement. We all need vitamins and, and things added. You know, it used to be a Cheerio commercial where the young man ate Cheerios and when he flexed, uh, his bicep had a big Cheerio in it. You know, Papa ate spinach to have some uh, to fortify his strength when we need the word of God to fortify us, to give us what we need. And so he said that he saw uh, the Persian Empire uh, the push against the West westward, northward, southward, so that no beast might stand before him. Neither was there any that could deliver out of the hand. And he didn't use the word Persia. I did because that's who identified it as. Um, Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will and became great. Now the Persian empire pressed and, and took dominion over the rest of uh, the land or toward Babylon, Syria, Grecian, Asia, and you know, and, and then the north side, the Lydians, Armenia. And, and so if you go to history, one thing about the word of God, we're dealing with a lot of history. And, and so it is validated. It's been proven. There's evidence. And so how can you ignore the evidence? And as I was considering, behold, an eagle came from the west of the face of the earth, whole earth, and touch not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. Daniel sees a he-goat coming from the west, and it's powerful. It's that this, this beast that he sees, this goat, is powerful, and there's nothing hindering it from making a move. It, it, that's what Daniel's saying, that it, it, uh, it, it was on the move, and it didn't touch the ground. It was like a wind that was blowing. It was coming. Now, when you go to history and you see Alexander the Great uh, pushing his conquests on so far with much fury and none of the kingdoms uh, and none of the kingdoms he attacked had courage to, to make a stand. They weren't able to withstand him. And so we're on track. We're on track in the movement of God in world history. God's been moving through administration after administration, governmental and uh, you know, and, and so God is moving and he's moving in a mighty way. You need to understand that. We, we're so caught up into the, the, our little tools and toys that we have that we don't think about the history, that his story, his story, history, history, his story. We don't think about his story. And we need to think about his story and prepare for that part, which is, aggressively on the way because mm -hmm. see Daniel saw and what Daniel uh, uh, identified uh, was things that is coming up in our day and time and he came to the ram that had two horns which I had seen standing before the river and ran unto him in a fury of his power and I saw him come close unto the ram and he was moved with a choler against him and smote the ram and break his two horns and there was no power in the ram to stand before him but he cast him down to the ground and stomped upon him and there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand therefore the he goat waxed very great 
And when he was strong, the great horn was broken and for it came up four noble ones. Uh, Twelve were the four winds of the heaven. Now, if you recall, Daniel spoke about this before. And God, again, God is showing this to him. And so there are nations that are going that are going to rise up. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceedingly great. Toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven. And it cast down some of the hosts and of the stars to the ground. That should sound familiar to someone. Matter of fact, if you know exactly, let me read it again. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven. And it came and it cast down some of the hosts and the stars to the ground and stomped upon them. Now, if you have an ideal of what that is identifying, based upon what has been discussed, if you've been following along in Bible class and on Sunday morning, then you have, you have an answer, an ideal. But go ahead and comment that in. Comment that in. So Daniel is seeing. Daniel is seeing what is yet to come as well. Are you thinking about tomorrow? Yes, we're supposed to think about our 401s. We're supposed to think about uh, 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 residual income and different things for handling business. And that's all good. That's for our natural man. But what about your spiritual man? What about your spirit man? Is your spirit man okay today? Is your spirit man where it should be? The Bible goes on to say, yeah, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And by him, the daily sacrifice was taken away and the place of the sanctuary was cast down. Now, this takes us into a prelude of actions that will be performed by the Antichrist. The Jewish community uh, was under persecution and they rebelled against the persecution. About uh, six, about 167 B.C., the British people, excuse me, <laughs> BCE, the, the Jew, Jewish people rose up with Matthias as their leader. And um, uh, Matthias' family became known as uh, the Maccabees or the Hammer. They became known as his family uh, and the leaders. Uh, be, uh, took on a name and then about uh, 168 BCE uh, uh, Antichrist invaded Jerusalem and he desacralized the temple he went into the holies of holies and from my understanding uh, sacrificed a pig upon the altar and so this was an act against the people of God. And there was a great rebellion. Now, this is supposed to have occurred during the, uh, between uh, uh, the, the Old and New Testament of 400 years of what is considered or what some have said to be a time of silence. But God wasn't quiet. No. The, the issue that, 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 people don't want to recognize or don't look at is, are you blowing things off? The people, the children of Israel found themselves repeatedly in trouble because they blew things off. 
And that, that those years of silence is not because God had not spoken, was not speaking. How about deaf ears? Where you can't hear what God is saying. How about being blinded? Yes, your eyes are open. You see the color of the sky, the green leaves and, you know, and, and people walking around you. But do you really see? Are you really hearing what is being said? If you're not hearing reality, if you're not seeing reality, then you're then that you're in a mo moment of silence. If you're not hearing what God is saying because you're being trying to cherry pick things in here and receive what you want, you know, and if you're not getting what you want out of it, then you're going to walk the other way. Mm -mm, you're in silence. You got some some. Un and so during that time. During that time from um, from Malachi through through uh, from to the birth of John the Baptist. Where was the prophets? Where were the people of God? What was going on? What was transpiring? Uh, there was those that was living right. Don't everybody was not in sin. Everyone was not rebelling against God. You know, as we talked about uh, being co-signed by God in the book of uh, Ezekiel, they were in captivity. And in that captivity, God sent judgment and he, he sent messengers, he sent his destroyers to go down. But there were a group of people that was praying against the abominations. There were those that was praying against unrighteousness and seeking God in such a way that before anything occurred, God sent. And I, I like to refer to them as refer to him as a secretary and said, mark them. And everyone that was marked was was spared that judgment. And it's the same that is uh, in, uh, in um, progress right now. And we will be spared the judgment. Uh, the only judgment that we'll deal with is the judgment that begins in his house, which is helping us be prepared to be spared from the time of Jacob's trouble. Then the judgment that we will deal with when we call is the rewards that God has for those that overcame him that have an ear or he that have an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the church they profaned the church they were profaning the church they cast down the principles and 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 god's expectations um, they had a different view of what they wanted to see and what they wanted to do just as people do today they have their own agenda our agenda that we are to follow is what the word of God says. Somewhere men uh, have, have taken what God has said and they've catered it to their own will, their own agenda, their own way and, and saying, well, God has to accept it because it's me saying it. No, God is accepting his word and that's the only thing that he is going to accept is that which he has already spoken. Bless your name, Jesus. That's what God is going to accept. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word is going to stand. His word is elevated and held above his name. And so at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. 
And so with that, you know, you have to yield. Everyone yields even to God's word. Even the enemy, when Michael came and rebuked him, he didn't bring up a railing accusation. All he said is the Lord rebuke you. God's word is what we're to yield to. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Look forward to seeing you in service uh, with us. And if you're not near, if you're not in the Pomona area, surrounded by Moreno Valley, Rancho Cucamonga, uh, Corona, and all over the place, you, you understand what I'm saying. Find a church to go to. Get saved. Be faithful unto the Lord. Let the Lord bless you in a way that you have not been blessed before. Mighty God. Until then, remember us in prayer as we are praying for you as well. Back on Sunday in the book of Revelation. You'll see some more things tied up. Lord well, say the same. We'll preach that out. But let's pray that the Lord will is done above any and everything. Lord, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs>